planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. When you shop at Wise, you now get rewards points for almost everything you buy. From cereal to cat food to ice cream, there's plenty of points to be found. And all those points add up to big savings on food or fuel. The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of tack tack. Tack tack tack. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking to Christian Camargo to mock the June from Apple TV's C. Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on this special episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader, 74, is here. Welcome, sir. Hi. Is your heart pounding as I'm, hard dude, as mine I'm, is? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we have a legit actor on yeah, the show do. today. <laughs> uh, also, Jude is here, our ambassador of estrogen. Oh, Welcome. hello. Are you excited? Dude, it's Tamakta June Day. It's Tamakta June Day. <laughs> and our producer, Matthew Kadish. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? I am very excited. Um, I can't wait to talk to the man himself. I know. Especially because I'm a Dexter fan. So, yep. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's a legacy of fandom going on here. All right, guys. Our guest of honor, Christian Camargo, who plays Tamak June, our favorite Witchfinder General on Apple TVC. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? Good. Good to be with you guys. Um, thanks for having me. You guys cracked me up. Um, <laughs> I just can't wait to, you know, hear what you have to say. Right on. What's it feel like to be the man who's forgotten more about murder than most people love or know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's actually a a line in a coming up episode where he's like, you know, well, the guy dies because, you know, he burnt someone. And then I'm like, yeah, well, I've I've killed more women, children and old men than I can ever remember. (laughs) I I think he's having a little senior moment in this in this season. Mm. And that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. A little remembrance. Um, Okay, so. My question for you, sir. I have actually a question about your your costume design. There's going there's something going on in the back of the character's head. He's have like this leather patch that's strapped to his ears <laughs> with these spikes. It's very unique, very strange. And I've been watching this for two seasons, going, why? What is going on there? Is there a backstory well, the, to that? The the back story is like the front story. I just got big ears. <laughs> <laughs> just got big ears. And uh and really when we saw Tamakti, I was like, this guy's a pit bull. Like he he like an attack pit bull, like one of that's trained to, you know, kill. And and uh so we wanted I wanted to bring his ears like a full back like badass pit bull. Oh okay. And um and so we brought them back for that purpose, but also there's a there's a, a talking to an armorer and it was like, you know, well, let's put like you would want to protect the back of your neck. You can't really see when things are coming at you. So let's make this band uh, part of the armor. And I was like, yeah, so oh, okay. we got both the look and the functionality. And it was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. This guy's going to armor up. And and then the the piercings of the ears, the scarification on the side of his head, that's all sort of, you know, rank um, the way that we sort of define uh, the sect that you're in, the the, the the Witchfinder, you know, regiment that you're part of. Okay. Um, and he's got more piercings and scars than than anyone. So he's been around. See, I always thought that the leather patch was kind of like a Pulp Fiction, um, Marcellus Wallace callback like with a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sucked Mokta June's soul out of his body a little while back. Hey, put it right back. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Uh, Jude, you were nice. Go ahead. Okay. So I was wondering if going into playing Tamakta June um, in season one, did you come up with your own backstory for him? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of there. It's sort of all in there. And the fact that, you know, here's a guy that is um, committed to his ethos, his, his, his queen, and he's on the road for 20 years. And um, the one thing that I, I filled in is my question was, what is he, what did he leave behind? You know, like, does he have a family? Does he have children? Did, did he have any kind of normal life? Uh, and, and the easiest answer would be to say no. Uh, but I was like, no, he's, he's got a full on family. He sacrificed a hell of a lot to do what he's doing. Mm. And that sort of, you know, to me made it more, more impactful when he finds that, you know, Kanza was completely destroyed. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like that gave the character so many more layers and it made him just a richer character in general. Oh, for know? sure. Yeah. When he references that, uh, in season two about like, I've lost everything that I've ever had. Like that was a big moment. So that's a, that was yeah. a great. Uh, so did, did the writers of season two take that and kind of incorporate it into the, yeah, the story? I think, I think so. I mean, I sat, sat down with Jonathan Tropper and we talked about, um, you know, uh, well, there's a big emphasis uh, uh, when Tropper came in to sort of, you know, even emphasize even more about the family, you know, um, uh, Baba and Magra's family. And, and I was saying to Tropper is like, you know, well, Tamakti's got a family too. And it's like, that this is, this is horrible. What, what has happened? So let's, let's sort of mirror that, that theme and the, of, of family and what that means. And what does it mean to someone who's lost mm. everything? Definitely makes him a little yeah. bit more empathetic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sympathetic, I guess, as a, as a character, yeah. you know, you kind of care about his yeah. motivation. And, and that's big for a character who's basically the antagonist for most of yeah. season two or right. season, season one. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Speaking of, of uh, season one, I'll, I'll go into my question here. Um, when you guys were filming that last episode and they left you for dead in that tent in the in the Silk City, Silk right? City. Yeah. Um, did you know you were coming back for season two? Did, what, what, what was going on there? Well, when they shot that scene, the scene that you actually see in season one, I didn't know if I was coming back at all because um, the whole place actually was on fire. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be like, you know, pyrotechnics and all of that. And, 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 and I, I'm sort of being stabbed and I, my eyes closed and I'm like, man, this smells really like smoke. This is like <laughs> special effects. And I was like, it got thicker and thicker. And I hear people coughing. Then I hear people yelling. And like, <laughs> all of a sudden, this guy in a complete suit, like closed up fire suit, just tackles me and grabs me and drags me out of there. And the whole thing just imploded. I didn't even know if I was coming back at all. Because you were um, acting. <laughs> I, was acting. I was so into the moment. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but that's that was for real. So when you actually go back and see that final scene, it, it, you know all the all the flames on the wall and everything else, and they had this camera on a crane all the way in there, and all that was real. It was all wow. It was like hopefully we got it. So you um, you thought you were done but, for. But to answer your question for real, um, um, yeah, we we didn't know, we didn't know. So so um, I was only contracted for that year. And I, there was a lot of questions to ask whether, whether I was going to come back, what, what was I going to do? What was, you know, what was the story? How are you going to, where are you going to take this guy? Yeah. So, so yeah, we, there was some discussion that needed to happen and we, we, we didn't know. So we just left it completely open. Because, is, because I, I know it was for me when, when they implied that Tamakta June was dead, 
I was angry. I was like, oh man, <laughs> he's like the best character and he's dead. Well, no. <laughs> you know, to be honest, like because the place was burning down, we weren't able to actually finish out the scene completely because uh -huh. to be honest, the, the crane was supposed to push in and you're supposed to see Tamakti. And then we were going to keep an option where at the last second, boom, the eyes open. And oh <laughs> yeah and and that was going to be a kind of a ha you yeah, know right. and but because uh you know we were going to die we we cut the scene <laughs> how dare they and, save um, your life <laughs> would have been worth it well it's, it's purely because they thought there might be a need for a second season too you know? I mean, yeah. if they didn't they would have just let me die well what was funny is like when um, we saw that last shot um, I, I turned to Jude when we were watching. I was, I was like, he's not dead. He's coming back. And then like in <laughs> that season two episode where you're in the, the prison cell next to Baba Voss and you show up, I'm, I'm like, I oh, knew it. We, <laughs> we yeah. cheered out loud and like threw our hands in the yeah. air. We even did it on the recording of that episode review. We were like, Tamaka Jude. We all put our hands up. You're so freaking stoked it, that you were it back. It was supposed to be a, a total surprise. You know, like they didn't put me in any of the marketing or press or this or that. And um, I was like, okay. And then, you know, that first episode comes out and it's, it's Christian Camargo in it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I was like, oh, I just, I just, surprised. I'm sorry. I just need no. them to bring your, uh, your, uh, your boy back. Your, oh, your, yeah. Which oh, finder? Yeah. Are, are, are you? Yeah. Christian Sloan. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. He just needs to like brood around the camera, around you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So. It's, it's funny in episode seven when he calls out his um, Ayura mm -hmm. um, yeah. and it wasn't uh, that guy. Yeah. I, I was like, oh man, such a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. really, you know, Vancouver to Toronto, that's what you get. You have to, you have to yeah. find new Ayuras. Mm. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're going to campaign to bring Christian Sloan back. <laughs> I've reached out to him on Instagram and he's like, oh my God, Dude. thank you guys so much. I'd love to work on it. <laughs> he, he, he's like the true villain of the series. <laughs> yeah. He comes back. There should be a spinoff just on, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. on, yeah. on, those, on those two. Witch finders. I, I, I yeah. compared them to, um, uh, Sundance and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I was like, that's the that's the spinoff right there. <laughs> what the, the the whole show was just them wandering the yeah. the, the hills of Pennsylvania yeah. for yeah. twenty years, <laughs> killing killing witches. <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm in eight seasons <laughs> <laughs> absolutely do that all right Katish, i think you're next buddy. all right so um kind of along the same lines of, of your witch finders we find out this season that toad was one of your witch finders in season one even though we never see him so what can you tell us about tamakta june and toad's relationship that we didn't see in the first season <sighs> good one good one that 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 was not developed at all I, I there was no talk of that in the um in the notes but i you know you i've got to fill in stuff all the time so what i filled in i have no idea if that's really the reality but but toad is sort of a higher ranking you know witch finder that um would have been off um basically we have the main witch finder and his 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 tribe a group of, of of fighters but there's all these offshoots of witch finders and toad was sort of a a leader of another offshoot is what is what I was putting together. Um, and so he was part of the hierarchy. Um, had we had more military scenes in Kanzawa, we probably would have seen Toad and, and a few others. Um, but because we're really taking this trajectory of, of Tamakti taking on the Jola Morel, you know, children quest, um, there's other witch finders that are that are going out to find other witches um, or other reports. And that would be what Toad would be leading. So so there was this backstory that they had there, but um, as far as as um, him and I together, I think we we went through a lot together. Like we 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 grew up in, in a similar way um, in the witchfinder hunt. 
So I think he's been around as long as I have. Um, and just known him that long. As a yeah. follow-up to that question, I'm just wondering, like, how long did Tamaki Jun wait by the pissing pole before, like, Toad showed up? <laughs> just so he could be like, do you recognize my voice? Yeah. Well, I mean, can you can you imagine, like, you know, how, how highly sensitized their noses are oh, in sight for that long? So it's like, literally, I don't think he was, like, waiting there very long. He's like, literally one little whiff came over. <laughs> that smells like Toad piss. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely, well, how do you think he got his name? Yeah. <laughs> his parents weren't creative they already said uh, that. that's awesome <laughs> i love the whole pissing pole thing. that's so funny it's, it's just yeah, 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 squatting lob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh my god and they're just in the middle of town everyone's just like oh it smells like piss that's pensa for well, that's you. how you yeah. find it yep that's how you yeah. find it yeah speaking and what did you say the last I, that's what someone sent to me was that little clip on you guys talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a pissing hole i think too yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was for the ladies was the pissing <laughs> hole <laughs> That brings up a great, a great uh, segue to just thanking you, the cast, the production, everybody out there who's listening to our stuff, who has a thick skin and a sense of humor, because we do take some shots at the show and we have some fun making fun of a couple of things and we don't shy away from that, but we love, it's such a a great relief to know that you guys have a sense of humor about it. So thank you. We really appreciate that. Yeah. If you you didn't like the show or care about it, you wouldn't be made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's how we look at it. Um, okay, so I have uh, one more question for you. What was the what would you say the most difficult part of playing Tamakta June is? I know being a sighted person and then playing a blind character, there's a lot involved in that. I know you guys take a lot of time in trying to figure out how to best present that to the audience. Uh, what would you say is the most difficult part? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think there's well, there's two parts. There's one sort of this 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 the story part of it, trying to fill in all the blanks. You know, if you're part of the Baba Voss family story, you know, a lot of that's written in for you. You got all of that backstory. You got all of those scenes to develop with the other characters. But with Tamakti, and you know, he's off on his own. He's got a sort of solitary path. You know, sort of Obi Wan ish kind of on the dark side of it uh, path. And and so you have to fill in all all his history himself. And and and, tr- and it's a little isolating that way. Technically speaking, the hardest part with, um, you know, dealing with uh, lack of vision is, is the fighting, you yeah. know, um, and, and there's, a, there's a, a good amount of it coming up for you guys, oh, so good. it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, but it's, uh, it's challenging because you're, 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 having a, you're having to really place the shots without looking and, and working very, very hard with the stunt team. I mean, they're, they're like incredibly great stunt team working on this thing so you know i broke my thumb there's other people that had a lot of other other issues you know like i mean we've we've, we beat ourselves up on this wow (laughs) did uh did you guys have to do some kind of like a boot camp kind of stuff like other actors have done for for pictures yeah yeah we did it when we when we started the show the first the first season in vancouver we had like a month month and a half to really dive in which for television is like you never hear about that i mean Mm -hmm. you never get that kind of time to prep and a fair amount of that was working with Joe Strecce, this our blind consultant who, who had who was born with some vision, but then lost it very early, young in life, and has been sort of you know working with actors for a very long time to try, try to get them to imagine the, the the what if. We'll never know what it's like. We never we never you know pretend to know what it's like. Uh, we just you know he just throws us some obstacles, some tools. And and so I remember going into the studio, you know, with him for for a long time. We worked with with movement. We worked with uh, how voice travels. We, you know, 
I tied a blindfold around my face for a whole day, working around, wow. walking around, you know, bumping into everything, <laughs> falling down the stairs, you name it, you know, and then, you know, working with weapons and, and it was really pretty cool. You know, we were also really involved with designing, you know, our costume, our, our weapons. That was my, that was a lot of fun to sort of design Kamati's swords or, or, or just work with that. Um, with the props team mm -hmm. on that. So, so it was super collaborative, super, super great. You never get that opportunity cool. generally. Um, so I wanted to ask you, so your character is such a badass that I almost forget that he's blind sometimes. So what I've noticed yeah. throughout seasons one and two is that it seems like the show is saying that the sighted are the ones that are the true handicapped people. Is that a coincidence or is the show just doing a really, really good job of sending that message without forcing that message well hopefully it's not being forced out there it's definitely I not that, <laughs> i i do think that is the message though you know i think that you know here we are <laughs> in this i think that you know here we are in this um the world has been decimated and 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 you know those of us still living that believe that sight is the antichrist is the reason is the reason why we're here in this destitute situation is because of of them decided you know they're the ones that sort of overdeveloped, over manipulated the earth. It gave birth to this virus, which is very interesting, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that came and wiped out, you know, the majority of, of human beings. Um, and, uh, you know, it's very strange. I read in, in like, what was it? Upworthy. I think that that site on, on, on Instagram was, was, was profiling a young woman who lost her sight due to COVID, you know, and she was jogging a oh, marathon. Wow. And I was like, wow, the parallels here, you know, mm -hmm. the, all of that is, is super intense. And so, yes, I think that, that we, that is the reason why sighted people are vilified or turned into witches. You know, there's this kind of, everywhere you go, you see the man's destruction, the iron age of default, you know, like bridges collapsing, planes, all this kind of stuff. This is where we came from. This is where we are now, you know, as we're watching the show, but that's the statement. Okay. you have anything else? Yeah. Um, I was wondering what advice you can give to all the men out there, how to grow and maintain such a magnificent beard. Hey, whoa. <laughs> Shots fired. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, work on your touch, <laughs> work on your touch. Because, you know, if you don't have sight, your other senses are super defined. So, you know, man, we're like picking all, yeah. <laughs> we got the special oil. You know, one thing they haven't figured out or Tamakti hasn't figured out is dentistry. Mm. <laughs> That leads into one of my questions. So, um, you are unrecognizable as this character. It took me a while before I realized that it was you playing this character. Um, and it, like even down to your voice, it seems yeah. like everything that you do about Tamata June is a specific choice. Is that you or is that direction or is no, it both? That was me. That, that was me. And I was so grateful to have like Stephen Knight and, and Francis Lawrence, mainly Francis um, and and. Well, the whole team, Trish Somerville, who did the costume, she's amazing, um, and props and everybody, but the collaborative nature of it. And I, I, I had some real strong ideas because when I first got the, you know, the, the, are you interested in this email? It was like, are you interested in the, you know, blind general? <laughs> and I was like, I had no idea what the story was, what the backstory, you know, I had no idea blind general. I was like, okay. So I, th I had a, I, I thought this was like, you know, general in the West wing or something that mm -hmm. lost his sight due to, you know, the Gulf War or something. I, and they were keeping it so secretive. So I had no idea. And then when I found out more of the stuff, I was like, wow, I have to really go there. I have to find something, something different. Mm -hmm. So 
my magical what if brain just went into, you know, like, okay, we're hundreds of years into the future, you know, um, speaking to your point earlier point about, you know, sometimes you can't tell that he's blind. Well, that's me going, you know, we've, we're so much further advanced in our mm -hmm. other senses that I think even the characters beyond who we consider, you know, naturally blind people, how they would behave today, his senses and sight, sound, you know, taste, smell, mm -hmm. they've all gone, you know, bionic. So, so I feel like the way that, you know, he uses his cane, he, the way that he touches, the way he feels and fights, you know, are going to be so much more advanced than we would ever imagine today. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I, I really created that. And then, and then when I worked with the prosthetics department, Toby Linda and, and Lanny Brown, that, that, that uh, we developed the scarification, we developed the ears and the piercings. And, and then all of a sudden when the teeth went in, I started to like really feel this voice come on. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the guy, this is the guy. And, and it's been so sort of, sort of changed over the many years. Like, we don't know if it's Europe, we don't know if it's America, we don't know, we don't know where the hell this accent's coming from, you know? And, and a little bit of that was working with, you know, Sylvia Hooks um, on her Queen Cane because she decided to shave her head. I was like, okay, I'm shaving my head. <laughs> yeah. That was my, um, one of my questions for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, she started it. And, uh, I was like, well, I got to do the same thing. And, uh, and it really worked. So we really evolved through collaboration, you know, to, to figure out what, what our characters would be. So it was super cool because uh, we had the time, you know, it's like, we didn't like just say, just show up and go, Oh, you know, you got to go to set and just do the job we had time to develop it. That's mm. great. Really cool. That's cool. Yeah. That, yeah. Sylvia hoax is a hoax, right? Hoax. Yeah. Hoax? He said hoax. He said hoax. I don't know. Uh, Sylvia hoax. Hoax. No, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you're doubting so and she's like my set wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia has such a distinctive voice. That's like one of the things we picked up mm -hmm. on very early on. We're like, Oh my gosh, what is she doing right now? It's freaking me out. So it's really cool that you guys have all kind of developed uh, your own, yeah. your own characters and stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, speaking of working with your set wife, Sylvia, um, do you have a favorite moment uh, between seasons one and two? on set where you were just like, man, this is a freaking good day on set. Like a moment that just really solidified making this show for you. Well, I had, I had, I had one of the, it's sort of the opposite, but it's sort of as significant. I had one of the most like, Oh, this is the most terrifying day. Of my life. <laughs> and, and that was with Sylvia on top of this dam. Um, oh, okay. In, oh, yeah. British Columbia. Yeah. And everyone who's seen that episode, I can't even remember what number it was, but, but has always said, oh, the CGI is really amazing. And, you know, someone painted it and that stuff. That's amazing. And no, this was the real deal. Like we were, we were, I think, 70 feet up in the air or something like that on a complete, like literally, and I'm talking like two feet, maybe like piece of concrete with just drop on either side, <laughs> oh one gosh. wire on us. Yeah. And then someone had the smart idea of just, that would be Francis, of opening <laughs> the dam and letting all the water go. And so that, you know, we were just, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm saying, I can't believe they're taking this seriously. Like they're taking it really seriously. We're, we're on a dam. <laughs> um, and, and it was, uh, it was terrifying, but it was, it was great. Cause there was no acting involved, you know, yeah. it was like, and then it was, I think it was the first, not sure. I think it it's episode three, fresh blood. <laughs> that was yeah. the one where yeah, you're yeah, going to, yeah. uh, 
commit suicide. Yeah. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah. suicide. Right. And I literally was like, I'm just trying to stay alive. <laughs> so the the yeah. fear that we sensed from you yeah, was yeah. actually genuine. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was genuine. And I think it was Sylvia's first day on camera. I, I'm not positive. Oh, wow. I think so. So it was our first sort of fun working together on it. Yeah. So that was super cool. Right on. Go ahead, Jude. Uh, I was wondering if uh, the cast wears contacts while you're filming and how it, it inhibits or makes your performance better. No, <laughs> we, didn't. we didn't. And I'm super grateful for that because I've had to do that in the past and it is super uncomfortable. And uh, um, no, actually, it was much it's much more freeing than that. They, uh, you know, budget reasons, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The timing really is, takes so long to wear those uh add so much time to the day to wear those contacts because you can only wear them for a certain amount of hours. you got to take them out. A doctor has to put them in because they go around your whole eyeball. Oh, wow. Um, yes. And, and I, I needed numbing cream stuff when the, that I had to do that for the stuff. Um, and, and so, no, we get to actually just sort of uh, perform. And I have to say that as you're doing the part longer and longer, I sort of glaze out. I sort of glaze out my vision when I'm, performing and i i literally am just listening or mm. trying to um there's certain actions and things you know you got to move certain things uh so you got to look but but um no i try to glaze out and, and i feel like it it really helps especially if you don't like someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. does does that bleed over into your your personal life <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, sorry i'm just in character <laughs> he's blurring us out right now <laughs> yeah sorry darling i'm just lazy <laughs> Uh, okay, she had one more question. Uh, I have a couple questions. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Take it away. Um, so, Takeda, she always has a few more. <laughs> well, you know, he was talking about how Tamakta June, you know, uh, uses all of his senses to to fight, and uh, how Tamakta June's forgotten more about murder than most people ever know. So, I'm wondering, and they've kind of hinted at this, but I doubt that we're ever going to get it, at least for now. Uh, in a fight between Baba Voss and Tamakta June, who's going to win? Well, I mean. You're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. If it was between Jason Momoa and Christian Camargo, I'll tell you who wins. <laughs> It'd be Jason Momoa. Um, but no, I, I, you, you know, that would be an epic fight. I, um, you know, and I, I, I'm not going to say too much about you know whether that happens or not. But it, it, it would be an epic fight because. We're talking about com two completely different strategies, and that's actually, you know, when I was talking to this to to all the props and everything else, when we're talking about what kind of weapons and what are, I, I said I want all, everything that's the opposite from Baba. Mm. Like if if he's going to go around with a huge massive sword, then I'm going to go around with a tiny little dagger, you know, that he's just lethal with. Mm -hmm. And so that was to me is the, the to be the counterpoint of Baba. So in their fighting skills as well, um, you know, Baba is much more broad and da da da. And, Tamakti is a bit more, you know, precise. I sort of, I sort of, uh, you know, you guys know about the Shaolin Monastery. It's a Buddhist monastery that teaches through through martial arts. Mm -hmm. And if you go online and see their train or like what they actually do, I mean, you have ultimate fighters that go over and try to try to take one class from these guys and get absolutely decimated. <laughs> so it's it's pretty incredible to watch watch these guys. Um, so uh, I sort of modeled Tamakti a little bit on that. So um, I, I'm just wondering, one of the things that we notice when we're watching the show is how Jason Momoa is always like hunched over uh, when, whenever he's on screen. Um, you know, you work with him a lot. It, like, does he just have the most powerful lower back ever invented for man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he does, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he really does. 
Um, I think it's just, you know, he wanted to get away with having a staff, uh, you know, and so he's using his weapons as his staff, basically, a lot mm. of times. And and I, and I think that, you know, his physicality in his head was more like, you know, I'm of the earth, I'm going to get low, I'm, I'm, I'm ape-ish. Mm. Uh, and, and, and so that was his physicality, you know, um, where, whereas some of us were like, no, I'm flying. <laughs> you know, flying up here. <laughs> yeah, it is I, kind I'm of, not high. I mean, I'm just, you know, flying. Yeah, it, it is kind of funny watching you and him on screen because you're just like walking like a normal person. He's like all hunched over. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always right, ask right. these guys, I'm like, is he injured? Is there like an injury going on here that we don't know about? <laughs> We're just, that's just how he rolls. Yeah, yeah, it's just how he rolls. <laughs> yeah, this, this is literally rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I, I've been wondering since season one is like, you know, you, you're leading this uh, Witchfinder army through wilderness and stuff like that. And I just have so many like logistical questions. I don't know if you can fill these in, but one of the biggest thing I've always wondered about is how are witch finders able to travel through terrain where they don't know, like, like what's in front of them or like where necessarily like North, South and East is like, um, do you know anything about, um, how your army kind of like traverses the, the, the land? Well, yeah, I mean, they do actually know where North, South, East and West is. I mean, there, there is, there's, incredible um i mean even nowadays um blind people can navigate really well um through which way the wind is blowing where the sun is the light on the face you can feel where where um the heat comes from where the moon is where there is there's a lot of um you know, in a weird way, it's like, you know, those, those ridiculous, well, not ridiculous, but those intense courses where they just drop people in the middle of the woods and they got to figure it out. Yeah. Well, these guys have been doing that for hundreds of years, you know? And so there's also like, if, if you talk to a naturist, and I did actually, I, I, I'm sort of a super nerd when it comes to like all the survival stuff. And it's like, you can find like what kind of you know, where does the growth on the tree, you know, lay? And that'll give you the direction of where, you know, the sun comes up at this certain hour, you know, when is it open? When, what, what, where's the moisture in the ground? You know, where do animals go? Like you follow the animal because they know where the water is. You know, like there's all these kind of things that you can pick up, but it's really going back to <coughs> nature. Nice. You know, we, we've been speculating on whether or not that's how there's working because the show doesn't ever outright tell you how it happened. We all have to speculate like, oh, is this what they're doing? How does this work? So it's really awesome to hear from somebody who's working on the on the production to kind of get that background for us because it it does like flush out the world a lot for viewers. I mean, I, I kind of like a little bit of the, the fantastical elements that are incorporated as well. You know, it's like, you know, I, I really love like the the aria guys and like they go well what do we got up there and we go oh we got 350 yeah. troops and they got 54 horses and 16 dogs and they're very angry and they're, yeah, you know, like, yeah. one of them just went through a bad breakup <laughs> i love that stuff well yeah i always always had this thing is like when the ira approaches i'm like i don't want to be next to that they're going to know my social security number <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's also this, like, you know, like all the metal in the faces and all that kind right. of stuff. That's what's picking up a lot of information as well. The funneling that, yeah, it 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 is wild. But if you think about it, you know, uh, hundreds of years in the future, and you're minus one one of you know our senses. Mm -hmm. What are the others doing? Yeah. You know? yeah. And and if and I always feel like the Ayura, and this is not part of the the wiki, but this is my own my own philosophy about it, is that the Ayura is missing another element. So 
So it makes the listening even stronger. So huh. they might not have taste. They might not have touch, mm. you know? Mm. So that makes the other over, over, you know, it's almost like the castrati where they would just have, you know, fill, just generations of, of people with this kind of, well, deformity. But the, in this case, it would be maybe families that are missing, you know, two two elements of, mm. of the senses, and so it it increases their hearing even you know, exponentially. So so there's ways of, of of bringing in science and emerging it with fantasy that I love about this show because it's not just you know complete fabrication. You know, it's actually going no, what if you know this mm -hmm. evolved here, this evolved there, this did this? Because the first question is what this is hundreds of years in the future, and you're all living like you know a tribe in the Serengeti. It's like, well, this could actually happen. You know, this is this is the, the logic behind it. Yeah, some some of the funnest parts of this show are like the world building, like when we get those little tastes of like, oh, okay, this is how yeah. things are now. Um, but one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I think you could probably settle it for us, is we're kind of confused on the bells. Like, do only royalty have bells that they jingle? Jude, you want to? Sure, yeah, yeah, she's got her bells yeah, on today. Bells on today. Um, well, that means you, that means you're royalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. like, yes, I know. So like, <laughs> the god, the god flame gave them to. Yeah, yeah. We, we've oh, had you it. Need moment? We, you need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go pray. Just yeah. gotta go pray. You all, you all can stay. <laughs> we, we've actually had arguments over like, why can't other people make bells and just pretend to be royalty? Um, yeah. Can you answer that? Yeah. It's a, that's a really good question, and I I cannot answer that. <laughs> I have my I have my own. You know that would be a good one for 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 Sylvia. Um, but you know there the there is a difference in metal, and I know that um, you know a lot of these cities sort of hoard their metals, and that's also why we have you know the god bone is 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 precious. You know mm -hmm. these different kinds of metal. So the way that these um, rings sound, I think is is you know, unlike anything else, uh, we can pick that up to, to everyone else, to those of us, you know, it sounds like bells, but I think we can pick up what that metal is. Oh, okay. Oh, I love that. Cool. Yeah. That's good world building. I'm the queen of Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> oh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Oh, speaking of world building. So like this, we've speculated in season one and we got confirmation this season that it takes place in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then we have the Ganites who are, we're assuming is like Cleveland area, Ohio. And then, uh, do you know, can you tell us, I don't know if this is going to get into spoilers or not, but can you tell us if there's any plans to kind of expand the story and maybe like somebody from New York is going to show yeah, up or those darn Canadians. Yeah. The Canadians, yeah. the French Canadians are going to come down we're South or something really, like that. Really trying to get JCVD as the leader <laughs> of the French Canadians right. to come down. Right, right, right. You know, the Detrojans yeah. from Detroit. Yeah. Come in. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you probably probably see a little references to that because coming up in the next uh, season there's there's some there's some tactics there's some fighting that it really incorporates some other other uh, other areas excellent but will we actually go into yeah it's hard to say without spoiling okay yeah all right no worries yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Cause I've been wondering like, how do different areas fight? Cause we got Baba Voss. Who's like you said, is very earthy. He's very ape-like. He's a mountain and man. He's a mountain man. Then you got you. He's very precise and tactile, like a Buddhist monk. Went to witch finder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like wondering what the, what the people from New York might fight like, or what the people from out West might fight like if there's a difference. Yeah. Like the New York tribe just comes out. It's like, Hey, you talking to me? You talking to me? What are you doing? I'm walking in. <laughs> yeah. They, they've broken all the bottles already. So <laughs> as long as they got those plastic bottles that we're good that don't ever decompose <laughs> yeah, you know, so. Decompose. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so i i gotta ask um so at any point in 
season three, like, are we going to get a Tamakta June and Kofun scene or Tamakta June just slaps him around? A bit? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Arch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a really hard one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but no, I could probably say uh, uh, no. That, um, you know, uh, do I think it would have been a good thing to do for Kofun? Maybe. <laughs> but, um, but no, he gets, he gets, uh, you know, he toughens up. He toughens up. He All right. Toughens good. Up. Good. Yeah. I hope yeah. so because, yeah. man, we really need him to <laughs> yeah. get we, it together. We can see he's been on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> the getting yeah. there has been real good for us. That poor kid. <laughs> I know. Come ne- on, man. Nesta, <laughs> Nesta reached out to me on Instagram and she, when we first found out that you guys were watching the show, and right. she's like, "Hey, we love what you guys are doing. It's a lot of fun." AK, or also, uh, leave my brother alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets it from a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> that poor guy. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's playing. He didn't write it. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's also. Right. It's also part of the story. It's like you know how you go from from child to man and how you become something and. And, and, you know, it's, it's also, um, well, it's not just man, it's child, womanhood, it's, it's adulthood. It's mm-hmm. just being sort of responsible and taking ownership of, of, of where you are and who you are. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I think where his journey has to be. I'm looking forward to it coming to, uh, to a climax here with, with him and dealing with every, we just watched episode seven and we're going to talk about that today, which is wild. That was a crazy episode. Great episode. Great episode. (laughs) So we're looking forward to chatting about that, but, uh, your new armor is sick. (laughs) (laughs) I have a whole thing about it in my fashion report. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I can't wait to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, the sword that you used in episode seven too, was freaking badass. It was like this, it was like serrated, like old, like, mill saw blade or something yeah that's freaking dope (laughs) those are the most fun to sort of talk to props about you know what what sword does he have now Mm -hmm. um you know yeah Uh, and uh, i can't wait to hear the fashion Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. the, we the have samurai suit. Do you have that in there? I, I do. Yeah. Okay. We're getting there. Yeah. This is, I'm, we're really, really looking forward to the season finale. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're stoked, but uh, anybody else have anything? Yeah. yeah. Final yeah. thoughts? Um, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, going back to season one, we all know that boots is really bad at stuff, especially murder. <laughs> um, so I was just wondering, are they ever going to reveal how you survive the knife to the chest? Um, you know, whether it be this season or next season. Yeah, there's, well, there, yes, I'll just say that. (laughs) Spoiler stuff. And it's, it's, well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say how or why or what happens, but, um, but it's, it's juicy and fun. I'll tell you that. Awesome. Um, Yeah. 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 My, my headcanon is that um, the Albano witch finder just came back and nursed you back to health. (laughs) We really want that guy to come we back. We really like that. <laughs> Never said a word art, ever, but I, he's one of our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I wonder how much he's paying you because I, <laughs> not enough, I guess. So, um, no, he's he's great. And, and it, you, you, I guess you guys saw our album cover, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right. right. That was one of my favorite pictures um, you guys took. <laughs> that's how I, I think that's how I actually heard about you guys with that album cover. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we'll get that, them back. I had one more question about your family, uh, kind of like the backstory stuff. So, um, you know, in the season one, you guys were like out in the wilderness for like 20 years, 25 years, something like that. Uh, so I'm guessing like if you had the kids before you left, like they'd be in their like twenties, thirties, um, by the time Kanzawa was destroyed. 
So like, um, can you kind of fill in the gaps about like, you know, who was, who was Tamoktajun's family? Like how old were his kids? What relationship did he have being away for so long? Yeah, well, he, he, he had two kids that were sort of going into his own footsteps. And I think they were, they were training to be witch finders. They were in, in Kanzua and part of the, the guard there, you know, to guard the palace um, for Queen Kane. And that's the, that's the tragic part is that, you know, he just devoted his entire family to this, you mm -hmm. know, to this fraud. Um, so yeah. And, and never heard of them again, you know, and, it, and, you know, maybe one day one of them will appear. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, one survivor. Oh, that, would be that would be really cool. Oh, there man. was one survivor, and of course it was Tamakta June's oh, kid. Of course it was. He inherited the skills. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Absolutely. We just nerded out so hard over season yeah. four. <laughs> Tamakta June's like, son, I'm going to teach you a thing or two about murder. <laughs> <laughs> you see this great. guy, Tofoon? <laughs> don't do it, he does. <laughs> don't, don't be him. <laughs> don't stay away from your aunt. <laughs> oh I cannot. You know, it's terrible that I'm still, I can't, I can't join in the fun. I'm, I'm just, I'm here. I'm, I'm <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Christian. We had a great time Absolutely. talking with you. Yeah, um, thank you guys. That was Love fantastic. You doing. Keep going. Keep going. It's, we will. This yeah, is it's very encouraging to know that the people on the show actually like care what other people think and, and <laughs> the fans of it, you know, and stuff like that. It's oh, very yeah. rare because something like Game of Thrones, they're just like, we don't want to know what anyone's saying. And <laughs> they like put the cone no. of silence on. Yeah. And they don't. So yeah. They don't. You should get Tropper. You should get Sylvia. You, you know, they'll all do it. I think I think Jonathan's well, later maybe, on this month. Maybe. I think he's coming on. Oh, good. Good. good yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was um, so we know that Jonathan Tropper took over season two. Um, What's what was the the difference between season one and season two in terms of like the the showrunner? Why did the season one showrunner leave? Well, um, you know what? I don't know exactly why they left, but um, actually, I think what was happening there was another show they were committed to, so they had to go off and, and do that. Um, and and I, I honestly don't know all the politics with the studio and everything else and why this happened, but but I know that that the, the show did shift. It shifted a, a little bit into more, you know broadening out adding more characters make, making the world a bit bigger and larger and also bringing it into more urban context mm -hmm. so um taking all of the nature that we had in vancouver and bringing it into a, a little bit more of the the, the, the darker you yeah. know destructing city pittsburgh and all that kind of stuff <laughs> so so there was there was a kind of you know intentional move in that direction and i think jonathan really made it his own you know wanted to come in and make it his own show yeah and that, he did yeah, Jonathan has definitely done a great job. Uh, we've definitely seen a shift this season um, where it kind of focused a little bit more on like the politicking and they just weren't afraid to kill off all the useless characters <laughs> that were there yeah. and, like, and bring back yeah. fan favorites and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah we've been. No, he listens. He listens. He listens to, you know, to, to that's why I think that's also really smart. You know, he, he listens to everybody, including you guys. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> we stand up a little straighter for that. You are welcome. No, we, don't make us mad, or we're going to suggest things. 
You don't better not piss us off with your character. <laughs> yeah, we noticed the Instagram account for C used Renoa, and we were like, did they steal that from us? <laughs> <laughs> They're starting to do the the shipping thing. Yeah, it was kind of goofy. It's I'm like, like, it's like I, we, we, all, we all hated Drill and Morel and Boots and they're both Look, dead. They're both dead. <laughs> they're both oh, gone. We feel so powerful now. You have your finger on the pulse. I'm not going to give you all the credit. And, you know, <laughs> definitely how you have your finger on the pulse. Right on. Yeah. So um, what other projects are you working on? Are you just committed to see? Or are you doing any oh, other shows or movies? Yeah, just, it's been such a long time because we've been, because uh, of COVID, we took a break, you know, um, we took our COVID break. Uh, and then we came right into another season. So it's been a while. Um, I have a, I have a couple of writing projects that I'm, I'm trying to, to get off the ground, but I'm going to take a rest for a second. Nice. Yeah. It's been a long, it's been a long time. So I'm looking forward to that coming up soon. Yeah. Good. yeah. I'm sorry. I got one more question. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'm just no, so excited. It's no, it's cool. Um, but, uh, so we know Jason Momoa has been bringing on like his old buddies with, um, Joe Flanagan and, um, David right. Hewlett and stuff like that. I'm wondering, like, uh, are you close with Michael C. Hall and are you going to get him a part uh, just like a walk on? <laughs> I'll ask him. I'll see you. I'll see you. Okay. <laughs> I want him to be like the Ganite leader. He's just like, he just plays Dexter. He's freaking Dexter. He's just a savage. He's, not, he's, he's, he's really just, not he's just walking idea. around with scalpels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he never dies. He never dies. <laughs> never dies. All right, Christian. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to follow you on Instagram or anything like that? Oh man, I yeah. The Instagram, I think, is the only thing I really sort of. I'm terrible, terrible <laughs> at it. But it's the real Camargo at I don't know whatever. Yeah, the real Camargo on Instagram. And then okay. I think there's there's some Twitter uh, or Twinger or Twinger. Twitter. Um, <laughs> Getter. Yeah, but, Getter. But uh, yeah, the Instagram is 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 the real Camargo. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Right on. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to say to our audience uh, or anything like that? Yeah, any any yeah. teases for season three? Mm. Oh man, there's just so many teasers for season three. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you this: there's a Tamanti has a, I think a two minute plus fight coming up. Oh, if, you, if you imagine what two minutes of fighting is, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I'm a plate and slow. So yeah, I, I think that's the teaser I want to tell you is that uh, he he gets down and dirty. Yeah, nice. So, so that'll be fun. I'm stoked. Yeah, with his yeah, yeah, dual yeah. blades. Yeah, oh, he's, he's got he's got all. I, you know what? His dual blades turn into you know. The, the dual fist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does, does, does he, he says, does he have any like hidden stuff like the queen does, like stuck on his arm or anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I think that's what's, I think that's what's super cool about Tamaki is you think that he would have all this stuff. Yeah. And then actually what happens is he just goes into complete martial arts. Nice. Yeah. I like that scene in season two, episode seven, where he like takes a uh, Baba Voss's like, like butcher knife. And okay. he's just like, Oh, this is heavy and unwieldy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, all right. Uh, uh, thanks for talking, you guys. Yeah, of course. Rock. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Christian Camargo. Uh, stay tuned. If you are not subscribed, subscribe to this channel because we have a couple other interviews with some awesome people from the C cast and production and crew. So uh, stay tuned for that. Those will be rolling out over the next couple of months. And uh, Matt Vader, where can we find you on the socials as we sign off here, bud? Hey, man, you can find me at Matt Vader 74 on the Twitter, Instagram. I do TikTok a little bit. And uh, my you own have great channel. TikToks. No, they're not. They're terrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me. All right. Jude, where can they find you at? His TikToks are really good. <laughs> you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and also TikTok. And Matthew Kittish. 
Uh, you can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and KadishBooks.com will take you to my Amazon page. And also how great was Christian just being like a cool guest and yeah. a cool guy. Uh, Super awesome. to come awesome. on our like stupid little podcast <laughs> uh, talk about his, his big budget Apple TV show. That's awesome. Know. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, he's a real class act. We really thank him for, for coming on board. And like you said, we've got other interviews lined up with uh, cast and crew from the, the CTV show that we're really looking forward to getting all of our questions answered and all that good stuff. Yep. We're getting down to the bottom of <laughs> what is this fucking world? <laughs> yeah, we're very excited. Peacock feathers and horseshit. Peacock feathers and horseshit. The yeah. next couple of months is going to be really yeah, and, exciting. And he us. confirmed the pissing hole. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm your host, Alex, the Salty Nerd. You can catch me on our Discord app. Go to saltynerddiscord.com. And if you want to support this channel and support what we do so we don't have to rely on YouTube algorithms or we don't have to worry about being taken down, go to saltynerdclub.com and join the club. You are going to get access to four exclusive podcasts every single month, plus behind the scenes stuff. Like we let people know ahead of time when we're talking to uh, production or actors or something like that. Uh, that's all membership only stuff. Uh, we give you guys a heads up on that. And uh, also and you we can do, make us watch stuff. Yeah. And you can tell us, hey, you should watch this show. And then we'll be like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. And and if you liked our interview, uh, let us know in the comments and leave us some super thanks. If you want to help us uh, get more uh, big name actors on uh, on the show. It's a yep. lot of fun. Not that we pay them to come on the show. But <laughs> no, really it don't. would just be nice. <laughs> it helps us. It helps us not look like losers. <laughs> and, and it also helps us pay for like IMDb Pro and stuff that helps us contact their people. Yeah. Help support the podcast, guys. We have a fantastic community on our Discord app right now for the club members. Uh, it's it's awesome. We hang out with those guys all the time. We're in there every day chatting it up. So join the club. It's only $5 a month. You guys get a huge value for it. And uh, we'd really appreciate the support. Yeah. And tack tack. Stay tack tack, my friends. <laughs> 